You're listening to Up Your Game, a podcast all about sports. I'm Travis Harrison, joined once again by my best friend, Ben Weir. Great to have you here, buddy. Yeah, man. Great to be here. We will be breaking down the NFL Week 12 games from around the league, and we kick things off with a Thanksgiving matchup that featured the Buffalo Bills outlasting the Detroit Lions 28-25. Lions played extremely well in this game, first of all. Bills left the door wide open by missing that extra point after their last touchdown. Lions were feeling good and thinking overtime was just around the corner after tying it with 23 seconds left. Problem was, 23 seconds is all Josh Allen needed to get the Bills in field goal range. Ben, despite a fumble, safety, and missed field goal, the Lions still had a chance to win this game. Yeah, dude, I mean... Some people were talking about the Lions look like a playoff team. And I'm like, let's slow down just a little bit here. I mean, they definitely look <laughs> they definitely look good. But like everything you just said with all those miscues, like Buffalo just kept them in the game. So like, I mean, yeah, the Lions played played okay, but like let's just calm down. Um, yeah, I just I just don't understand teams, man, with like when you're playing Josh Allen, when you're playing Patrick Mahomes, you know, those kind of quarterbacks. Why do you leave any like? Why do you leave any time on the clock? I just I never understand that at all. Because like, yeah, twenty three seconds. I mean, we've seen Mahomes do it. I think last year against the Bills, I think in like thirteen seconds. So like, I, I just don't I don't get it. That's just too much time. Anything over like eight seconds is too much time. So that was just odd to me that that was still on there. And then good job for Tyler Bass coming back after he missed that extra point, man. Like you said, and hitting a forty five yard win field goal. Um, but Buffalo went two and zero in Detroit. Man, <laughs> it had had two games in Detroit with them being against the Browns last week and them being here against the Lions. But yeah, no, I, I, it definitely looks like Bills are. I think Josh Allen's really hurt. I really do. I, I think his elbow is is hurting him a lot more than he probably wants to lead on. So I, I think he's been struggling a lot from there. But they definitely look, I guess, mortal is the right word. You know, you mentioned a good point there. Josh Allen been struggling lately. I feel like his interceptions have been becoming more and more frequent. You know, he had yes. that one in the in this game, and I thought it was huge for the Lions to get that because the Bills were driving down, about to add to their lead, and then Detroit said, "Nope." Big difference yeah. in this game, and I really feel like it kept the Lions in it. Versus if the Bills score there, now you're down a couple touchdowns, and things aren't looking good in Detroit. So. That was a big-time yeah. play for the Lions. And then they almost got another one later on, but just barely hit the ground. I mean, if that's a yeah. receiver, you know, he's able to scoop his hands under that, I feel like. But defensive guy, you know, not doesn't have quite have that same mindset. So, you know, he tried to play it off, you know, but it definitely hit the ground. So Josh Allen <laughs> dodged a bullet there. But, yeah, man, Lions were right there. And talked to my brother-in-law after the game. He went over there that night, and I was like, man, 23 seconds. He's like, oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> An eternity. <laughs> so something I want to read to you is that the Bills just won back-to-back -back games in Detroit. The Lions haven't done that since 2016. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> so bad. The second game on Thanksgiving featured the Dallas Cowboys hosting and beating the New York football Giants 28-20. This game was never really in question as Dallas looked in control the whole way. Ben Dak didn't look great, especially throwing two picks, but he did have two touchdowns, and that one-two punch of Zeke and Pollard proved to be effective once again. Yeah, I would love to have that one-two punch, like you said, with those two. Um, I, I definitely think Pollard is a more explosive running back, but Zeke actually played better in this one. Um, 
it was it was a great game for them. Uh, second half, they definitely came back, kind of turned it on, and basically took over from that point. Uh, I think the Giants are going to move on from Daniel Jones. I think they're going to realize that he's just not, you know, the quarterback from them. <laughs> I know they're having a good year. Like I understand they're seven and four, but like I, I can't say it's because of him. I think it's because of Saquon Barkley. It's been a lot better this year. Um, but the Giants, it's just crazy to think that Giants actually had the lead at halftime, uh, up thirteen to seven, but just couldn't get anything going second half defense is playing well I think Cowboys are getting pretty scary uh I mean obviously killing us last week and then beating the Giants here at home 28-20 and that score is kind of deceiving because they based Giants kind of scored it in garbage time uh but no Cowboys are a pretty good team with a great defense yeah I was thinking about that last score at the end I don't I don't do sports betting but for the guy that was like betting the Cowboys to say win by 10 plus and then the Giants get that last minute feel or that last minute touchdown. Like no, <laughs> I punch a hole in the wall, man. <laughs> well, the third and final game on Thanksgiving saw Ben's Vikings taking on the Patriots. This game was very entertaining with back and forth scoring all the way through. My favorite sequence was the start of the third quarter, where the Patriots have an impressive drive that ends in a touchdown. Vikings return the kickoff immediately after that. Then the Patriots go down again, think they score another touchdown, only for it to get called back and settle for a field goal. Vikings ended up winning this one 33-26, but Ben, before I hear how you felt about your team's performance, I was hoping I could get your take on that controversial touchdown, no touchdown catch the Patriots had. I know. I, I'm i really torn because, I mean, I, I think... I don't want to be, I don't want to be biased, you know, like, I don't want to be like, it's all about the Vikings, everything like that. I don't know if he caught the ball. I, I, I really don't have an answer. Like, I just, like, I feel like it could have gone both ways. I can, I can see why it was called an incomplete pass, but I could also see the side of them saying, Hey, we actually say it is a touchdown. So I, I can honestly see both sides on that play. In my opinion, I, I just, I can't say one or the other, which one was better. I can't say they were wrong about the incomplete pass either. Yeah, well, for someone who hates the Patriots and has for years, I was trying not to be biased either. And from yeah, one perspective, I was sitting there like that's a touchdown. Like I hate yeah. to say it, yeah. but yeah, that was a, to right. me that was a touchdown. But then because of the rule and the whole like got yep. to control it to the ground and all that, I was like, well, based on the rule, it's not. So right. that is a right. tough like okay. But one thing I do want to ask you, Ben, and make a comment on this, and I I said this to my brother in law. We were watching the game. You know, you have a running back who jumps over the pile. All he has to do is put the ball yeah. across the white line. He can right. let he can let go of the ball. It's a touchdown. Right. All he has to do is break the plane. So why isn't it that same way on a catch? Why not? He turned, right. he broke the plane, he landed, the ball kind of came out. But that to me, that's a touchdown. So why is it okay if you're running the ball but not when you're receiving? Oh, yeah. I thousand percent agree with you. I'm going to go back and reference a game actually with the same Patriots, but a few years ago, Jesse James, Steelers regular season game, caught caught the ball, you know, turned, broke the plane, and then, you know, the ball moved a little bit in his hands, and they called that one an incomplete pass. And, and you're 100% right. It doesn't make any sense. How can you, once you break the plane, that's it for a runner. Like, that. that's it. It doesn't matter what happens after that you scored a touchdown. So, so why have we not changed the rule for a receiver 
when they literally catch the ball and all they're doing is trying to be like, okay, I'm a runner. I break the plane. Now it doesn't matter what happens when I go to the ground because I still had possession of the ball and I broke the pan- and broke the plane. It just doesn't make any sense. I don't know why we can't make it a little bit just better. It's just I just don't get it. Better, more consistent. I mean, even when yes. a guy is running for the corner and all right. he does is touch the pylon or the ball like yes. barely clears the pylon, that's okay. He doesn't have to come down with it. He can literally lose the ball after he's touched it or whatever, you know, as long as he didn't lose it before he crossed. Because then otherwise it's a touchback. But, yeah, same yeah. deal. So, yeah, I was sitting there watching that, and I'm just like, that's a touchdown. Like, I hate I to know, admit it, but that's a touchdown. I don't right. see how it's it not. Is. I mean, yeah. and I think Calvin Johnson started this years ago. It was like that first yes. one against the Bears where he made an amazing yep. one-handed catch, turned, landed, and just set the ball down. But he was totally controlling it the whole way. Yep. And they yep. ruled it incomplete. And I was sitting there like, how is that incomplete? He literally set the ball down after he scored. You know, and you brought up the Steelers one that. from a few years ago. I mean, that one to me was yep. even worse than this one. That yes. one was even yes. more clear as day, like, oh, that's for sure a touchdown. And then they look at it and then they say no. Like the whole yeah. reason we have instant replay is to get calls right. But I feel yeah. like more times than not, it's like they either stand. You know, or they overturn. It's like, what in the world? You overturned that, or oh, that's that's going to for sure be overturned, and then it's not. Yeah, and you're like, yeah, wow. So I, I just think they get too much in their heads, about, and then kind of too much about the the rules, like you know, like the lettering of the law and everything like that. I, I just feel like they get too involved in that, and like it just should be super simplistic, where you cross the plane. I mean, so what if the ball moved a little bit? And you already cross the plane it's just I don't know it, it shouldn't be this hard Nick Chubb had a great game for the Browns rushing 26 times for 116 yards and the winning touchdown in overtime to give Cleveland a 23-17 win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Ben you've got a great stat that you sent me after this game why don't you go ahead and share that with us now yeah this just makes my heart happy um, so Tom Brady is just just absolutely crazy he was 218 and O, so hadn't lost when he was up by seven plus points in the last two minutes of regulation until Sunday. I just could not believe that. Undefeated, <laughs> up seven, and first ever loss. Like, that's the best, man. You know, Tom, if you stayed retired, you still would never have lost in the last two minutes. <laughs> just another reason why you shouldn't have come back, but. <laughs> it's just been a, it's been a down year for them man i mean it's just, just absolutely crazy and they still are in the playoffs at five and six like unbelievable they're winning their division at five and six like what in the world <laughs> any any like, other divi- any other division and they wouldn't be but they're in the no, they'd be nfc like in south place. here's a fun yes. stat for you regarding the browns if Jacoby Brissett dropped back and threw his next 200 passes into Lake Erie, he would still have a higher passer rating than Baker Mayfield this season. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Baker's been pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> so terrible. And to think Jacoby Brissett's not even the starting quarterback 
quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> it's so bad. I know. They're all excited because Deshaun uh, Watson comes back this week. And it just so happens <laughs> to be playing the Texans. Like, is that a coincidence? I mean, come on, guys. <laughs> no, yeah, they play that. <laughs> we'll, we'll suspend you for this many games because we're playing yeah. the Texans next, and then you can come back. So is that a deal? Right. Deal. All right. <laughs> right. Right. Well, because that be, it's funny because he wasn't even suspended for that many games to begin with. He was suspended, I think, for what, six or something like that. So then he switched it. So like, OK, yeah. All right, NFL. Come on. We're not stupid. The Bengals continue their solid play, beating a red hot Titans team 20 to 16. I meant to send Cincinnati a thank you card, but I forgot. So I will say thank you now. I appreciate it. Ben, were you at all surprised by this outcome, considering how well the Titans have been playing lately? No, I mean, Cincinnati, I think, is finally kind of getting it together. And it's going to be kind of scary for the AFC, I feel like, too, because now Jamar Chase is coming back for him this week. So I just think they're kind of clicking. And it's, the really crazy thing is Cincinnati beat them without Joe Mixon, too. So, like, I mean, no Joe Mixon, no Jamar Chase, still beating the Titans in Tennessee. Really scary for the AFC. You know what else is scary? The Dolphins easily took care of the Texans for their fifth straight win. And the Dolphins are keeping pace right there with the Bills for the top spot in the AFC East. Yeah, and it's it's crazy that Tua hasn't even lost a game yet. Like it, I, it's just, I saw that stat the other day, and I'm like, really? <laughs> but I guess it's true because I mean, he had that concussion and wasn't playing, and it's it's really crazy to see them. And I, I mean, I feel like a lot of people did see the Dolphins playing well this year, but they they have been doing well. I mean, definitely. I mean, obviously they already beat the Bills. Uh, earlier in the year, but I'm sure the Bills are getting ready for their revenge game coming up. But we'll see if the Dolphins can keep this pace going. Yeah, you mentioned Tua. Not only has he hasn't lost since he got back, well, since being knocked unconscious versus the Bengals and told he should retire from football, he's thrown for 1,230 yards, has 10 touchdowns, and zero interceptions. Yeah, he's proven me wrong because I've... I mean, this is only one year, so I mean, I'm not still sold on him, but I've, I've definitely been not his biggest fan, and he's he's been playing well. Well, here it comes, folks. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, <laughs> Jets. Mike White got the start for the green and white and went 22 of 28 for 315 yards and three touchdowns. Keeping things in perspective, this was the Chicago Bears without Justin Fields, but a 31-10 win over any team's positive, especially for a guy making his first official start. Ben, does New York have a quarterback controversy on their hands concerning White threw four times as many yards as Wilson did last week? <laughs> I mean, I, I would say just keep riding with White, if I'm being honest. I think Wilson's been – I think his days are numbered. I mean, I don't think he's been a great quarterback ever since he's been in. I really think the defense has honestly carried them this year. And honestly, Brees Hall, before he tore his ACL, has been carrying them as well on offensive side of the ball. I, I'm glad – I'm super happy of what you just said because a lot of people have been like, oh my gosh, Mike White is the savior of the Jets. And I'm just like, they just beat the Bears. Like, let's just calm down, everybody. And Justin, yeah, like you said, Justin Fields didn't even play this game. <laughs> like, let's, let's just chill for a second, everyone. Like, the Jets, I mean, I'm super happy the Jets are winning. Like, I, it's it's fun. I, I love that you can say the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Like, that's just awesome. But, like, let's just calm down. It's just the Bears. Uh, I do say just ride with Mike White. I mean, why not? I mean, yeah, again, like, you're 7-4. and four, You're trying to make the playoffs. I, why not go with him? Another stat on Mike White real quick. Three touchdowns in his first start of the year. Zach Wilson, four touchdowns in seven starts this year. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah, so let's 
yeah, Zach Wilson probably should never say anything uh, again about him being the starting quarterback. The Commanders get another solid win, intercepting Mariota at the end and hanging on for a 19-13 win against the Atlanta Falcons. Ben, I know this was the Falcons, but the Commanders are putting together a solid season. Yeah, I I mean, honestly, if they had held on to their 10-point lead against us back about three weeks ago, uh, they'd have seven wins in a row, Travis. Like, I mean, I don't know, like, what the crap has happened to them? And, And they'd even beat the Eagles, you know? So, like, the only team to say that they beat the Eagles right now I know their wins have come against, you know, the Texans and Falcons the last two weeks. But, yeah, I mean, just I, I, they're going to be a sneaky good team in the playoffs from what it looks like. And we'll see if they can keep this going. Well, if you were wondering if things could get any worse for the Denver Broncos, I'm here to tell you they absolutely can. As they fell 23-10 to to the lowly Carolina Panthers. Things have gotten so bad now that even defensive players are yelling at Russell Wilson on the sideline. Ben, what in the world is going on in Denver? I really don't have an answer. Like, I, I truly just have no answer at all. Like, I, I did not see this coming this year. And, and yeah, it, I would say that's embarrassing as far as a starting quarterback. Having a defensive lineman yell at you, that, that's embarrassing. When, when your defense is saying you play like crap, uh, that's, that's super embarrassing. And, and you lose to a Sam Darnold-led Carolina Panthers. What are you doing? Like, you just, what are you, what are you doing? Russell Wilson is on pace to throw less touchdown passes this season than he has bathrooms in his house. He's got 12 bathrooms and only eight touchdowns. Probably the best that you've heard. <laughs> so terrible. And oh, man. he only has eight touchdown passes, which is still two less than Carson Wentz, who has 10, and he hasn't played since week six. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, if I'm the Broncos, I'm moving on after this year because, yeah, I'm not dealing with that. Even though you paid so much money for him, just uh, just cut your losses, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're losing your cut fan your base. I mean, you're you're frustrating your fans. <laughs> your, your your other players are ready to mutiny against him. You know, and just, <laughs> man, the Jacksonville Jaguars got an enormous win, defeating the Baltimore Ravens twenty eight twenty seven with fourteen seconds remaining. Trevor Lawrence found Marvin Jones Jr. for a ten yard touchdown pass, rather than kick. Tie the game and head into overtime. The Jaguars elected to go for the throw and the win as Lawrence again found the end zone, this time to Zay Jones, who completed the two-point conversion and gave the Jags the win. Ben, great win and even greater call there at the end to go for it. Yeah, I mean, I say why not? You're 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 now four and seven. You were three and seven in the game. Why not go for it? You're, you got nothing to lose. I mean, Ravens are the ones that got something to lose. I, I think it was great. You know, two two touchdowns. Ravens had a big key fumble. Uh, Gus Edwards fumbled in the fourth quarter to make set him up for that field goal to take the lead. I know Baltimore came back and scored that one touchdown. But I thought I would have loved to have seen Justin Tucker hit that 67-yard field goal at the end of the game. I mean, after hitting that 66-yarder against the Lions, you know, a couple years back, just breaking his own record again, that dude could kick for, I mean, like 70 yards. So, like, it would have been cool to see. But this is a big win for the Jaguars. Check this out. Not only the Ravens been struggling, to say the least, Baltimore was up 35-14 against Miami with 12 minutes to go in the fourth quarter. They were up 20-3 against Buffalo right before halftime. They were up 20-10 with six minutes to go in the fourth against the Giants. And they were up 19-10 in this game against the Jacksonville Jaguars with 5.59 left in the fourth. You know what? They lost all four of these games. Gosh. Jeez, we could be talking about like the undefeated Ravens here. 
Oh, yeah, for real, because listen to this stat. Four teams in NFL history have led by more than one possession in each of their first 11 games. The 1942 Bears were 11-0 through 11 games. The 2009 Saints were 11-0. The 2011 Green Bay Packers were 11-0, but the 2022 Baltimore Ravens are 7-4. (laughs) It should be included in that group. Get your act together. (laughs) I didn't expect the Chargers to have to rally past the Arizona Cardinals, but that's exactly what happened. Thankfully for Chargers fans, their attempt was successful. First, it was a one-yard touchdown pass with 15 seconds remaining. Kind of deja vu from the last game we just talked about. And then just as we saw in the game before, a two-point conversion for the win was successful. Then, obviously, Murray was back, which makes a big difference for Arizona. But are you still surprised this one came right down to the end? Oh, 100% surprised. I mean, I, I did not expect this whatsoever with the Chargers against the Cardinals. I mean, I, the Cardinals have been playing well, even with Murray, honestly, out there. And, and Justin Herbert, you know, has finally got Keenan Allen back with him and still got Austin Eckler. I know I know Williams is hurt, but super surprised to see them struggling and almost, I mean, basically probably should have lost this game, honestly, in a huge, huge call to go for two. This one I was like, Jaguars, I understood, because the Jaguars, you know, not making the playoffs this year. Chargers have a have a pretty decent chance of making the playoffs this year and, and going for two man for the win gutsy call I mean it definitely worked out in their favor obviously but like very gutsy call not just to go to overtime Jacobs capped a huge day with the touchdown in overtime as the Raiders beat the Seahawks 40 to 34 listen to these stats from Josh Jacobs big day 33 rushes 229 rushing yards two rushing touchdowns six catches 74 yards 303 yards of total offense Walk-off overtime touchdown run. If you play fantasy football, he gave you 48.3 fantasy points. Ben, this is the second week in a row the Raiders have won in overtime. Maybe they have found their antidote to winning, and that's taking the game into extra time. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like it, man. I mean, this team has been another one of those teams, kind of like the Ravens, where they've had a lot of close games and just haven't been able to pull them off. But... I mean, Josh Jacobs is, is making himself get ready for a big payday hey, coming up for his free agency. Uh, he, he has not been good the past couple of years. And I know the Raiders were even thinking about moving on from him before they even started. And it, he's just been absolutely fantastic for them. I mean, talk about an 86-yard, you know, walk-off touchdown run. It's just, just crazy in, in Seattle, of all places, too, for a team that's actually playing pretty well, fighting for a playoff spot in Seattle. But no, this, this was a great back-and-forth game. It, it, was, it was really fun to watch. Yeah, that 12th man in Seattle, they're used to doing big brushing touchdowns themselves. Yeah. Go back to the Marshawn Lynch days. So for it to, the script to be flipped and a team to come in there and do it to them, definitely not something that they're used to. So, yeah, hats off to the Raiders for going into a tough place to play and coming out with a big win. Well, everyone was trying to hype this game up for some reason, but we all know it wouldn't be a game as the Chiefs took care of the injury-riddled Rams 26-10. Mahomes was his usual MVP self, throwing for 320 yards. He had one touchdown and one interception. Ben, I definitely feel like the Rams have mailed it in at this point, and there's no chance at all saving their season. Oh, yeah, their season is 100% over. Um, Like, I I don't see Cooper Cup. uh, I mean, I don't see why you would rush him back to come play. I mean, there's no point. Matthew Stafford, you know, he's hurt. And, and yeah, like, I I don't understand. This was the game of the week on Fox. Why? I just, I just I just don't understand. You have games you can flex. Why not flex them? I mean, exactly. honestly, I'm sure people were 
Yeah, well, I mean, more people were probably tuned into that Raiders Seahawks game that was on CBS because that was, you know, 40 34. This was the Chiefs and the Rams, and this was a Bryce Perkins led Rams team. Who? Yeah. Like, I mean, I just don't understand. I don't understand why this is the game of the week, but like, yeah, it was, it was boring as all get out. But yeah, the Chiefs basically dominated this game. Yeah, I kept seeing the stupid Fox commercial during the Ohio State-Michigan game, and they're like, it's the Rams versus the Chiefs. And I'm like, that's not going to be a game. Why is that the game of the week? And then they were hyping up the Patriots-Browns game, which obviously ended up – or not Patriots-Browns, sorry. The bucks browns game, which ended up being a good game and a big upset. But I was like, these are the two games that they're hyping up. Like, there's not any better games on Sunday than these two. The 49ers blanked the Saints winning 13-0. Jimmy G was efficient going 26 of 37 for 222 yards and one touchdown. Ben, this definitely looks like one of the top teams in the NFC with how good their defense is and the weapons they have on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, I'm just not sold on them. I I do think their defense is great. I mean, clearly they blanked the Saints, but the Saints, you know, aren't really that good of a team. I, I just I'm not sold on Jimmy G. I, he's just he's just never been a quarterback to like lead his team to actually win the Super Bowl. I mean he's he's been at least okay enough to to get them to a Super Bowl. Uh, they just lost Elijah Mitchell. He's done for probably the year is what it's sounding like um, potentially. Uh, Christian McCaffrey. I know he got hurt again. He's but he always can be hurt. Crazy stat though that I read. Um, this is the first team to actually blank the New Orleans Saints since 2001. That's crazy. My word. Yes. <laughs> well, Aaron Rodgers did the best he could do playing with an already broken thumb. He also took several hits to his oblique muscles during the game and ended up leaving in the third quarter. Jordan Love came in and looked a lot like Michael Jordan at times, both with his strong play and his tongue hanging out of his mouth. Despite his best efforts, the Eagles walked away victorious 40-33. Ben, do you think it's time for the Packers to shut Aaron down, especially with them probably not making the playoffs? And just let him rest and heal his body. Yeah, I mean, I would. I mean, you didn't get the guy any help for receiving core, so like, why, why keep putting him out there so he can, you know, hurt himself even more? Uh, I would 100 percent shut him down. I think there was even a report out there where Rodgers is honestly okay with it if it comes to that point. And, and if I was, if I was Rodgers, I would, I'd call it, you know, now. I, w- I would say, you know, hey, let's just try for next year. Let's, you know, draft me a draft me a freaking receiver or you know, sign a receiver in free agency. Uh, get some more help on the defensive side of the ball, but yeah, no, I, I would say it's it's done. Um, Jordan Love, yeah, he actually looked pretty good. He hadn't he had not looked good any time I've seen him play before, other than this one against the Eagles. E- Eagles played well again. They're just the rushing attack with Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders was kind of all they needed. Total, you know, team wise, three hundred sixty three yards rushing was was pretty phenomenal to see. You mentioned the Packers wide receivers or lack thereof. They let Devontae Adams walk. And then Jamal Williams, the Packers spent a second rounder to replace him. Both of those guys, Adams and Williams, have more touchdowns this season than the entire Packers offense. <laughs> I never, I could understand Adams that, but like, yeah, Jamal Williams has had a phenomenal year for the Lions, which is just crazy. Speaking of the Lions, another stat for them, the Lions week one backup running back currently has the same number of touchdowns as the entire Broncos offense. Oh, man. (laughs) That's so bad. Well, another week and another heartbreaking Colts defeat for me is this time we fell to the Pittsburgh Steelers 24-17. There were many, many frustrations in this game. 
I'm going to start with our atrocious first half where we trailed 16-3 and Ryan threw for like 60 yards. Dallas Flowers gave us new life as he returned the opening kickoff of the second half, 90 yards, and the atmosphere inside Lucas Oil Stadium completely changed. Four plays later, Jonathan Taylor scored on a two-yard run, and the deficit was cut to 16-10. All of a sudden, we had a ball game, folks. After forcing a three and out, Ryan threw a beautiful ball to Pittman for a touchdown to give us a 17-16 lead. Fortunately, that didn't last long as we allowed Pittsburgh to drive down and answer, taking the lead right back. We lost Kenny Moore, one of our top defenders, which I feel led to the successful two-point conversion by Pittsburgh that made it 24-17, which ended up being the final score. Back to my final two frustrations. Jonathan Taylor, Mr. Reliable. Fumbling near the goal line as we were about to score was an absolute killer because then at the end, we're just tied and only needing to go get into field goal range to win. Third and biggest frustration I had is what in the world was up with the clock management to end the game? I mean, you don't get extra points for taking timeouts home with you. There were a few times we should have used one, but especially after Ryan's 14-yard run that made it third and short. Call timeout, draw up a play, and go out and execute it. Instead, you're just going to waste a play by doing a quick run for no yards. Now it's fourth down, and now you're forced to call a timeout. Then you throw a really tough ball that isn't able to be reeled in by Campbell. I just don't get it. Ben, what were your thoughts and how this game transpired and finished down the stretch? Yeah, it's it, terrible clock management. And, and Jeff Saturday, even after the game, didn't make any sense. Like he, he sounded more stupid than what I thought it was. <laughs> like I just, I just don't understand. Yeah, that's yeah, the, that's the inexperience coming out. I feel like finally, like it's third yeah. game. You know, you've never coached the NFL before, and obviously that was a sign of your yeah. lack of experience right there. So go right ahead, sir. Yeah, like yeah, it didn't it did not help any any of the cases of, you know, him being coached and everything like that. But but yeah, I, I was very surprised to see that. I mean, I thought it was very, very, very poor clock management for sure. Um, you said it best, Jonathan Taylor, you know, definitely surprising to see that. I was happy to see y'all battle back, though. I mean, like you said, it was 16-3 at halftime. Y'all battled back to, to get to, you know, a 17-16 lead and had a chance towards the end of the game to at least tie it and send it to overtime. I, I feel like I feel like the second half was definitely a lot better, obviously, for you guys. Sorry that you couldn't pull it out, basically. Yeah, it's frustrating. I feel like every quarterback, just like subpar quarterback that we play against, as good as our defense is, I feel like we just make them look better than they are. Like, we made Pickett yeah. look like Ben Roethlisberger, man, and, like, some of the throws he was yeah. making. And, I mean, he is a good yeah. quarterback. I'll give him credit. But it was just like, guys, what like what are we doing? It was so frustrating. Yeah. But, yeah, that fumble was the killer because it was just like we had just scored. We held him. We had a nice drive down. We're about to cap it off. We're right there at the goal line. I mean, we got bailed out. You know, we were kicking a field goal, and they went off sides, which gave us an automatic first down. And I said to myself mm – -hmm. Obviously, I was happy. I'm like, oh, we just got a gift. But I sat there, and I'm like, watch, which maybe I jinxed us. I was like, watch. At, you know, at least we had three points. Maybe we'll, now we'll go come away with nothing because we'll have an interception or a fumble. I was thinking more on, I was thinking more over the lines of interception because of how Matt Ryan's been this year. But I didn't see Jonathan Taylor fumbling the ball. And, you know, I feel like that's half on the quarterback, half on the running back. You know, you do that 100 times. 
and just he puts the football right there. I don't know why Jonathan Taylor closed his hands as quick as he did because then the ball, you know, just bounced right off of him. But then even after, you know, we get that offsides call, move the chains, get a fresh set of downs, they hold us again, but then there's pass interference at yep. the goal line, and it was like, yep. oh, my word, we got another gift. Guys, yeah, can we can we please just capitalize? And then it was like, no. It was one of those slow motion <laughs> things. And then yep. it's like as bad as it was for Taylor to fumble, I was like, oh, thank goodness. Matt Ryan at least uh, you know dove on the ball. At least we've got possession still. And then all of a sudden they're like, Steelers ball. And I was like, how did he not recover that? He literally just like <laughs> fell on it. And then I watched the replay, and I was like, he literally fell on it, and it, like, squirted to the side, and then the Steelers guy was yep. able to grab it. I'm like, uh, uh, nothing like having a unathletic quarterback on your team. <laughs> Can't even fall on the ball. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that was a killer because, yeah, I mean, that would have put us up, you know, 24-16. And then, so, okay, so the Steelers tie it. Big whoop. And now we've got plenty of time to go down, get in field goal range, and win the game. Which, I mean, we missed a field goal, too, there right before the, the half. And, I mean, I don't fault him. It was like a 61-yarder. They got blocked. Yeah. I mean, right. he kicked yeah. it low or whatever. I mean, there really wasn't much of a chance. And considering his career long was like 57, I really didn't like his chances to make that one. But at least would have been nice yeah. to get it up in the air and, like, have a chance. <laughs> there was just yeah. no yeah. chance whatsoever. So, I mean, that was a telltale sign of how the first half went. So then to start mm-hmm. the second half with a kickoff, almost return for a touchdown, they were just I was just sitting there thinking how we never have long returns. Like I think we had like a forty five yarder earlier and they're like, That's the Colts longest of the season. I'm like, that is sad. <laughs> so then we then we doubled that and I was like, Oh, all right, you know, and then we got the touchdown from Taylor and here we are right back in it. But disappointing. Yeah. I mean, should have beat the Eagles the week before. Should have beat the Steelers. Agreed. We don't capitalize. I mean, the Titans lose. We could have gained a whole game in the division on them. The Patriots mm-hmm. lost to you guys. So, I mean, in, as far as the wild card picture goes, yep. could have gained some ground on them. And I've been yeah. pl- I've been playing the little playoff simulator thing or whatever, and we still have a shot, and we can still make it. We base we almost have to win out. I think we can afford to like lose one more game. Wow. But then also would probably still need some help, you know, other teams losing and stuff like the Bills beating the Patriots tonight. I mean, obviously that's huge. Yeah, we still need some help. So I'm, at least we're still alive. But I mean, the door is right. quickly right. shutting. Yeah. So we and, and we've got Dallas this week. So I'm like, oh, I mean, I'm basically chalking up that to a loss. But I'm just praying that. I mean, le- hopefully we don't at least get blown out like you guys. I mean, maybe we can at least make it a game. <laughs> Dang, we just keep bringing it up because I haven't brought it up. Oh, tonight. man. <laughs> I brought it up myself, so like, I can't complain about it. I wanna, I'm going to leave you with one one final stat, which I, I thought was ironic when I was looking through it while we're talking. They actually gave credit to Matt Ryan as a fumble loss for that fumble for Jonathan Taylor. They did not give credit to Jonathan Taylor for a fumble loss. See, that's that stupid. Funny. That's stupid to me. It is. It is Just, so stupid. That was, to me, that was on Taylor. I mean, Matt Ryan's had plenty of fumbles this yes. year, but that one was on Taylor. Right, right. I thought that was hilarious when I was reading it. I'm like, really? A fumble loss for Ryan? No, that's not right. <laughs> well, before we go, I've got one positive thing to say about the Colts is that Stephon Gilmore has the most targets in primary coverage without allowing a passing touchdown this year. Wow. So he's wow. been Mr. Consistent, you know, when it matters most. 
I mean, I, I've loved having him on our team. I mean, the guy has saved some games, won some games for us. I mean, he's just an absolute beast. I wish we had several yeah. more of him out there, but yeah, he was, I think he was, I know he came from the Patriots and went to, I think Carolina and he was hurt a lot in Carolina, I feel like. And then, yeah, coming to you guys, he's, he's always been a great cornerback. So that's, that's a huge stat. That's going to do it for this NFL Week 12 recap on Up Your Game, a podcast all about sports. Travis and Ben signing off.